Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast where we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There's no offseason, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. I'm recording this on the 15th day of September 2018 from Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just a line drive from Sunken Diamond, the baseball home of the Stanford Cardinal. The Cleveland Indians today... Uh, just about maybe 25 minutes ago, actually, clinched the American League Central title. And they did so in a way that was a little anticlimactic. Uh, you got a, you know, you knew going into this weekend when their magic number was down to one that the Indians had to win one game either Saturday or Sunday. Or the Twins had to lose one game either Saturday or Sunday. So you knew it was going to happen. And then the Indians put a six spot on in the first inning. And they were up 10 nothing before the Tigers had recorded one out in the second inning. I mean, at that point, you almost have to say, if you're the Tigers, you almost have to say, do you know what? We're out. We're out. Just start celebrating. Because then at that point, it just became a slog from the second inning to the ninth to have the celebration on the field. And the celebration on the field was a little muted. You know, when, when you're clinching with a couple weeks to go and the score is 15 nothing. If it was a walk-off home run, that would have been amazing. But instead, it was just, by the end, it was a spring training game. Now, there was one I found to be kind of ridiculous thing that happened, that when they got to the uh, ninth inning, uh, Allen was on the mound. He had gotten the final out of the eighth inning. And Allen faced one batter, and then Terry Francona came out and replaced him with Brad Hand. Now, we're talking about speeding up the game a little bit here. At that point, it was just a march to the clinch, is what it was. So you got one out, and then you have to remove Allen. Brad has to come in. Brad Hand had to come in from the bullpen, get his warm-ups, and then he got his two outs. He struck out two batters. He actually well, he faced three because he walked one batter. And I, I was watching the game, and I thought to myself, and, and believe me, Terry Francona has no bigger fan than me. I love Terry Francona. He was the Red Sox manager when they won in 2004 and 2007. He's my guy. He's my guy. I would love to say I was I wanted the Indians to win so badly in 2016. Everyone was rooting for the Cubs. I was rooting for the Indians. Yes, it was partly because of the Chapman thing, but it was also because of the Francona thing. I love me some Francona. But even then, I'm going, Tito, man, you know what? Either have Hand start the ninth or let Allen finish it. Because I think a 15-run lead was safe. I do. If they cut it to 15-10... If they scored 10 unanswered runs, they would still not be within a grand slam of tying the game. So it's okay. It's really okay. Let him finish the inning. Now, it's, maybe he just was trying to get everyone a little bit of work because clearly, you know, if, if you got tickets for tomorrow's game in Cleveland, uh, be prepared to see a minor league team out there because the Indians should just give everybody like a three-day rest. In fact, they should tell some of them, go home. Go home for a couple of days. We're going to play a minor league team for about two or three games here. Just go home. There's no reason for anyone out there to get hurt 
or anything. Just take a couple of days off. And, you know, as we see tomorrow, uh, Bieber is going to be starting against Liriano. Now, Bieber, take the day off too. Um, and then after, who do they play? I'm trying to see if these, if these games have any consequence. So they're going to have, the whole team's going to have off on Monday. And then on Tuesday, Cleveland's playing the White Sox. Again, a meaningless series. Just give everyone a couple of days. You know, obviously you gotta gear them up. You can't send them on a vacation and say, "Okay, be ready for the postseason." But hey, just give everyone a few days off and allow them to rest up, allow them to you know heal and everything like that, and then ramp up for the postseason. Now, it's not something that's escaped me that the worst of all of the uh, American League postseason teams is the first to clinch a division title. The Red Sox clinched a spot, but the first to clinch a division title is Cleveland. Cleveland has a worse record than Boston by nearly 20 games. They are nine games back of the Astros. Another, uh, yeah, they are um, eight games back of the Yankees and of the A's. And yet they clinch their division because of the way the divisions are aligned. Now, I have been an advocate, especially since the 2015 season, of making the postseason as such. I've said this before. I'll say it again. The top three teams in the league get in. And then the fourth and fifth best teams play the play-in game to get into the postseason. So if you have a situation like in 2015 when you had the St. Louis Cardinals, Pittsburgh Pirates, and Chicago Cubs were the three best teams in baseball, they are the one, two, and three seeds in the National League. And the Mets and the Dodgers play a one-game playoff. That way you keep the best teams in the postseason and you don't have little quirky things based upon the way divisions are aligned. That's the reason that works when it's top-heavy. And in this case, you would have the Red Sox, and the Red Sox would be the number one seed, and there'd be an interesting fight for the um, two, three, and four seeds in the American League. Right now, the two seed would be, the, the Red Sox just won their game, the Yankees are losing, but I'm just going by the standings as they are looking right now. Sox would have the top seed, and then really, three games in the loss column would separate Oakland New York and Houston. And that would be kind of dramatic because you don't want to play in that play-in game. So one of those, you know, it would be important to get second or third place. The battle between third and fourth place would be very important because the difference between playing in the division series and playing a one-game playoff. And to see how it would end up on the other end, this is where it gets really cool. If you had done the playoffs in this way, as it stands right now, there's virtually no drama in the American League except to see, will the A's finish ahead of the Yankees? Will the A's possibly sneak ahead of Houston? That's the only real drama at this point. You'd have unbelievable drama under my realignment. As I said, there would be a tremendous battle to try to get to third. Third place would be You don't want to finish fourth. You don't want to play that one game play-in, and then if you win that, you face Boston. But here's the other reason to be interesting. 
take Cleveland. You are American League Central Division champion, Cleveland Indians. Right now they're sitting with clinched the division at 83 and 65. Now, they have an outside chance to win 90 games. Uh, it, it shouldn't even matter for Frank Conner. No one's going to remember. No one's going to remember the regular season win total. No, one, no one's going to remember that the 2014 World Series was played between two teams who didn't win 90 games, the Royals and the Giants. No one's going to remember that. They remember if you win. That's what you remember. Now, they are 83 and 65. As of this recording... Seattle is 81 and 66. Tampa Bay is 80 and 66. Now think about how the the playoffs in the American League would be different under your pal Sully's rules. You would have that scrum to avoid fourth place. But the fifth place slot, you have one game in the loss column, as of right now, separates Cleveland, Seattle, and Tampa Bay. And doesn't that make sense? When you think about the way the American League is set up right now, the Boston Red Sox are having the best year. Whether or not they win the pennant, we will see. I still think Houston has an outstanding chance to repeat as American League champions. But with the Red Sox, with 102 victories, that's an outstanding season, and they're going to have the best record. The way the Yankees have played, at some points this year, they've been absolutely dominant. Some points this year, they've been thoroughly mediocre. The fact that they've had a, you know, the way that they've played today, uh, if I'm, I'm checking the score right now, oh, it's 8-7, actually. At one point, they were losing 8-1. to So who knows? They may turn around and win that game. All right. But the Yankees' offense is bizarre and tough to figure out. Sometimes they can get shut down. Like they, there was a kid named Reed Foley whose ERA had an area code on it, and all of a sudden he was shutting down the Yankees left and right. There were some days the Houston Astros look like they're the defending world champions for a reason, and there are other days where they look like they can't get out of each other. They can't get out of their own way. And the Oakland A's are a little streaky, but when they're hot, they can beat anyone. So if the Red Sox are the best team, it's safe to say that the next tier are really close together, Yankees, Astros, Oakland. And so then you look at the next tier. And the Indians are not as good, at least during the regular season, as the Red Sox. They're not as good as the Astros. They're not as good as the Yankees. They're not as good as Oakland. They're of that next tier, kind of the way that Minnesota was last year when they were the second wildcard team. And aren't the Indians kind of more along the lines of the upstart Tampa Bay team or of the talented but flawed uh, Seattle team? And wouldn't, one of that, wouldn't that be an intriguing race of a good team? Not a, all, all those teams I just mentioned, Seattle, Tampa, and Cleveland, are all good teams. They're all going to have winning records. But none of them are great teams. And that's the type of team that should be the fifth wild card. That could be the, the second wild card team, the fifth team to make it to the postseason. It should be, oh, that team's good. Not great, but good enough to make the postseason. And then you'd have a race between these three good but flawed teams down the race. Instead, the Indians have it wrapped up, and Seattle and Tampa Bay have no chance to do piddly-poo. And, of course, if you take a look at the scrum that is the National League, what would that mean for the National League? 
Well, the top seed right now, again, I'm just doing it right now. It could change by the time I post this. Top seed right now would be the Cubs. The second seed right now would be Milwaukee. And then you would have the Braves. And then you would have the one-game uh, play-in game be between Colorado and Los Angeles. Again, that seems to make sense. Colorado is a hot and cold team who are just barely behind Cleveland at this point. And L.A. has been an agonizingly inconsistent and bizarre team. And then you have right on their heels, you have St. Louis and, you know, possibly Arizona, but they're falling far out of it. So you would basically have the race for that play-in game to be between Colorado, L.A., and St. Louis. The whole notion of geographical divisions, to me, is bizarre. Now, if you want to do realignment, I'm not sure how thrilled I am about realignment, but your pal Sully will listen. I will listen. If you want to say, let's have the Eastern teams and the Western teams each in a different league. You know, you could have, you know, it spoils the chances of a Subway series or an All-Missouri series or of an All-California series. I get that. But if you want to say, hey, look it, we want to make sure there's at least an East Coast team and a West Coast team involved in the postseason. And you split it up with Major League Baseball having an Eastern Conference or a Western Conference, or however you want to do it. You can do it. And I'll listen to see, you know, if you have a division that features the Red Sox, Yankees, and Mets, and Phillies, that could be interesting. Or you just have it be, forget divisions. You just have it be, here are the West, here's the East, and here's the Seeds. Which is the way it should be. Because that way you have the best teams lined up. And the fact that we're already having, you know, like the Yankees are checking the score with the A's and vice versa because of the virtue of the wild card, the geography doesn't play a part in it anyway. And the only way the geographical divisions play any effect is negatively penalizing the Yankees who have a shot to win 100 games this year because they happen to be geographically close to Boston. Penalizing the Cubs and the Pirates in 2015 because geographically they're close to St. Louis. Usually, the first draft of something, your first pass at something, is with good intention, but flawed. When it became clear that the idea of having two leagues and whoever's in first place at the end of the year goes to the World Series was starting to become unwieldy by the end of the 1960s. And so they tried something. And they tried divisions. And how do you work with divisions? Well, you work with divisions by saying, hey, we'll split it in two between East and West. Now, there were, from the beginning, things that were clearly wrong with how divisions are split. The Atlanta Braves were in the West. That never made sense to me as a kid. That never made sense to me as an adult. It was just stupid. Atlanta was in the West. St. Louis was in the East. Are you following me? Cincinnati was in the West. Chicago, the Cubs, were in the East, even though Cincinnati 
is to the east of Chicago. But don't worry, the White Sox, the Chicago White Sox, were in the west. And so were the Milwaukee Brewers, who are west of Chicago, until they became in the east. Some of this stuff never made sense. I mean, St. Louis in the east never made sense. Anyone with a sense of geography knows that it was just bizarre, strange. And then you had cities that were relatively close to each other, like Pittsburgh and Cincinnati, facing off in the playoffs, which made for some interesting matchups, except, wait a minute, why are these two not in the same division? Because, I mean, my dad and I drove from Cincinnati to Pittsburgh. It wasn't that long a drive. It's a lot longer drive than from St. Louis. So it was an attempt. And then they realized at one point we need to expand the playoffs. And then the the next attempt was made essentially in 94, but saw it to fruition in 95 of having a wild card team and three divisions. And then to expand, to, to penalize a wild card because it was clear, well, geez, it doesn't matter if you're a wild card team or a division winner. We got to make it uh, we got to penalize a team for not winning the division. We got to give you an incentive to win the division, and that became the advent of the wild card game. And all this were all, every single change they made was with the best of intentions. That I hundred percent, hundred percent think. But with that being said, they've had to make changes because some problems in the plan come to the front, and I think we've got to the point travel as such, media coverage as such, we have to say, forget divisions. You know, the Indians won their division. But no one's, I mean, it was fun to see them win the division. It was fun to see them have this champagne celebration. But here's the deal. No one's going to remember that unless they win the pennant. And no one really remembers if a team was a wild card team or if they were a division champion. You know, the Boston Red Sox won the division in 2016 and 2017. They were the American League Eastern Division champions. I have the t-shirt to prove it. And yet, the Toronto Blue Jays and the New York Yankees participated in the American League Championship Series. And few people remember that the Red Sox were even in it. And that's because... The both of them won their wild card games, won and upset you know, the the Blue Jays upset the Rangers in 2016. The Yankees stunned the Cleveland Indians last year, and they got their way to the American League Championship Series. But nobody remembers the fact that it was the Red Sox who won the division title. In fact, stop and think about when teams who are the wild card team have made the World Series. Does anyone remember the division winners? The 97 Marlins won the World Series. Does anyone remember the Braves that year? The 2000 Mets won the two, the, the pennant that year. The Braves won the division. The World Series in 2002 was between the San Francisco Giants and the Anaheim Angels. That's what they were called then. Neither of those, those were both wildcard teams. The Diamondbacks won the division in 2002. The A's, the Moneyball A's won in 2002 in the West. Nobody remembers that except for those of you who like to rent Brad Pitt films. The Marlins winning the World Series in 2003. 
The Braves won the division that year. The Red Sox won the World Series in 2004. The Yankees won the division that year. The what are the the Tigers won the pennant in 2006. The Twins won the division that year. The Rockies won the pennant in 2007. Arizona won the division that year. Going down the line, when you had an all wild card World Series in 2014 that I alluded to earlier, does anyone remember that the Tigers won the division that year? Or the Dodgers won the division that year? The Tigers and Dodgers combined for one postseason victory that year. And the Royals and Giants played a thrilling Game 7. So, winning the division, while nice, while you can print a nice t-shirt out, in the end, it's just punching a ticket to October. And what people remember is what you do in October, not how you get there. I think it's time to scrap the divisions. If the five teams that make the postseason one year are Boston, New York, Baltimore, Toronto, and Tampa Bay, so be it. Then those are the best teams. You know, if it's Oakland, Houston, Anaheim, Seattle, and Texas, boom! Then those are the best teams. or want to see the best playoffs. So while I congratulate the Cleveland Indians, they're going to be the worst team in the American League playing in October, and yet they're the first to clinch a division. That there should show you the flaw in the concept of divisional play. Listen to your pal Sully. It'll get great drama at the top and at the bottom. And when have I been wrong? Okay, I've been wrong before. But I've admitted it. So go to SullyBaseball.com. Like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. You can be old school. Send me an email at info at SullyBaseball.com. Music is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Looking to tweak the playoffs before my favorite time of the year begins. This has been Sully Baseball for the 15th day of September 2018. I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully.